deciding who wins the game on this call. Without further ado, the call on the field stands. Touchdown. After review, it has been determined that the receiver did not maintain. Quarterback's arm is going forward. That's the worst call in the history of all sports. Welcome to another bad call where the refs aren't the only ones who get it wrong. I'm your host, Justin West, and my sidekick here is a man who's never seen a ref make a call that he's agreed with, JD. What's going on, big guy? Hey, how you doing? You got the uh, turkey hangover going? Uh, not too bad. I got that Black Friday shopping, I'm exhausted thing going on. Oh, and my man. lip's cold. Oh, man. I, <laughs> I'd say uh, you should have a drink, but I know you're, uh, you've been staying sober here. So, um, not, not me anyway, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I poured myself a beer. I, I saw this in the store the other day, and I don't know. What led me to think that it was, I should buy this? Because it's just the name. It's a it's an oatmeal stout by Firestone Walker, uh, a good beer beer brewer, and uh, this is a, it's like a special. It was in a box and everything. It's it's just a twelve ounce twelve ounce beer special edition, but it's called uh, Velvet Merkin. So. <laughs> um, you had I, I've never it. come across somebody who was wearing a Merkin. <laughs> Thankfully, you, you you had to you had to just buy it. it I, that's I amazing. So, but it's a, it's a nice stout. I'm enjoying it. Is it velvety? Awfully smooth. So I got to ask: Were you uh, one of the people standing in line for the uh, the bourbon? Was it the Bourbon Stout this morning? Oh man, Bourbon County Stout releases day, Black Friday every year. I was I was so tempted to get up, but my bed was so nice and cozy this morning. I'm usually able to find just a bottle or two of the uh, of the regular at some point in the season. So I wasn't I wasn't about to get out there, you know, four hours before it opened, so I could get a crack at one of the special releases but i don't blame you man that line looked nuts they said i think they said they had a thousand people in line at the binnies in lincoln park that's insane i mean i like beer but you know maybe if it was the summertime i could see getting out early but not not when it's 20 degrees out and and i've got you know a day's worth of eating turkey and pie behind me well one that might be the best time to do it because you got all the extra insulation but after uh our dark lord day experience of you know 40 degrees and raining the entire day i have zero interest in standing in line that long when it's not warm out <laughs> yeah yeah i've also got a little sidecar of some knob creek smoked maple here to uh to bring it home it is the holiday season so we got to keep warm Oh, look at you. Now, now I'm sad that I didn't pour myself a glass. 
<laughs> so uh, how'd you fare out in uh, yesterday's Thanksgiving Day contest? Um, not great, not terrible. So we'll go right down the middle there. Uh, I I probably returned about seventy percent of what I put in. So you know, not a not at a complete loss. And I was so close uh, with little pieces. Um, the like a lot of people, the last Calvin Ridley touchdown uh, knocked me out of a little bit of money in that last game. But overall, uh, you know, a fun day of watching football. And uh, as always, the heart palpitations that go along with the uh, DraftKings. So I can't complain. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Yeah, we kicked it off with a nice uh, Bears victory on the super short turnaround from Sunday night. So got themselves a leg up in the division there. And uh, overall, uh, DraftKings-wise, I was pretty good. Uh, from my cash lineup, I I should have just played more. I I won 17 out of 20 head to heads. I I uh, of course cashed in the double ups and everything. I played quite a few different tournaments, showdown slates. The the first two showdowns I I came out ahead on, uh, just barely, but I, I eked out um, a win on those. And unfortunately, I had a lot of tournament action yesterday. I didn't have any Calvin Ridley, and I did not have very much of Amari Cooper. So, without those two guys, you weren't winning much. So, overall, I was down a little bit, but not not a whole lot. But now we're looking uh, looking ahead in here, week twelve, the uh, main slate. I think we got ten games again. It's so it's like one of the weeks when you had six teams on by. But, we only got two teams on by, but three of the games already passed. So um, another short slate. I think this is really the last week of main slate that's that's this short of the season. Where the last week of buys and yeah, might have maybe Christmas weekend where where they have some Saturday games, but beyond that, uh, we should get back up to a full full. Uh, slate of games so being that we don't have any chiefs or rams it's it'll be interesting so why don't you uh give us a little preview in in what you you were looking at at quarterback yeah as you mentioned chiefs and rams on by this week so that, uh the gooey goodness if you will is gone this week uh i'm gonna <laughs> I'm going to do something that I didn't think I'd, I'd be doing this year, to be honest with you. And I'm going to say uh, Lamar Jackson against Oakland at home for uh, 5,700. And here's my semi-quasi reasoning for it. So the guy rushed for 27 times last week. Um, I'm not saying he's, <laughs> he's going to rush for his times again, but... Let's say he rushes for 15 times and he gives you 50 yards. All right. Or 57 yards. There's his, there's his money right there just in his rushing. Uh, and if you can add in, uh, you know, another 100 to 150 yards, maybe a touchdown this time here or there, 
you're you're looking at an easy double to triple out of your QB. Uh, you'd like to get a little bit more at that price point, uh, but going against Oakland, uh, you know, non-divisional this time in a team that, let's be honest, just hasn't been good this year. He's got the potential to kind of go off. So uh, I think I'm going to take my chance with Lamar Jackson this week. Yeah, I, 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 I kind of regret not playing him last week because he was 1000 bucks cheaper. Uh, the floor is is incredible with, with the rushing. And, yeah, I don't think he's going to run 32 times or whatever it was last week. Uh, but if he he could very well with his ability and against this Raiders team that's just kind of given up. You've heard me badmouth Gruden a lot so far this year, and he hasn't done anything to, to prove me wrong. He's yelling at his quarterback on the sideline. They're, they're a mess, and, and it's a holiday weekend. They're traveling across country. Uh, I heard something crazy last week when, you know, they – those terrible fires that are going on out there. They just canceled practice a couple times. They didn't, instead of trying to, I could see maybe one day you get bad air quality or whatever. You don't, um, you don't light it up or anything, but the second day, maybe you move your team indoors or, or just put them on the road somewhere where, where they could get some session. And he doesn't even think it's worth practicing. I don't think they're trying to win. Uh, even though they did end up winning last week, but a full cross country game when they play the early game, that means it's like a nine o'clock in the morning game for these guys. Uh, they're, they're not going to be up for the challenge. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if, if Baltimore shuts them out this week and uh, Jackson, his, he made value last week and he didn't even get a touchdown. So, yeah, he had the he had the bonus from a rushing standpoint. He had 119 rushing yards. I I really I really think that this is a good week for him to uh, to pay off that value again. I I like him. I'm actually starting him in my season long since I got Mahomes on by. So I don't. He'll I don't uh, he'll probably time. be he'll probably be highly owned though after after last week in the matchup. I mean, that's the only, you know, uh, I think he's cash viable this week. I'm not so sure uh, GPP is the play with him this week, though, because he's going to be so highly owned. Yeah, we'll, we'll have to see. Um, he, there's a lot of decent options out there this week. Uh, the one guy I'm looking at right now is Andrew Luck, and he's on the high side price-wise, but um, there's there's a lot to like about Luck this week. Uh, Miami has given up a positive three points versus expected to quarterbacks when when they're the road team. Uh, Indianapolis has an implied team total of 29.75, which is the highest on the slate. Um, Andrew Luck so far is the number five fantasy quarterback with 23.9 DraftKings points per game this season. Uh Indianapolis, the the game is the second highest total, I think, at 51. And uh, Andrew Luck has uh, at least three touchdowns in seven straight games. He's over his last 10 games, he's exceeding value uh, by an average of 8.26 points. He's just quietly gotten back to form uh, from what 
you know, he was doing before he injured that shoulder. He's not throwing the ball quite as far down the field, but he he's having a heck of a year, and his offensive line is, I think they've been rated as the top offensive line in the NFL this year. So, yeah, his his sack numbers are super low, if not like non-existent. Yeah, it's it's incredible that that indie team is uh is finally you know coming back around they're they're not one of the top teams but i think they're getting back you know used they're trying to get used to this uh, frank reich offense and um i i just really like the matchup against miami this week so i think i might he i'm looking at him for cash depending on who else i end up going with but definitely gonna have some tournament action with him yeah, his uh, the last, I'm sorry, five weeks, four weeks. Okay, so he hasn't been sacked in five weeks. And the last four weeks, his lowest uh, rating is a 123.5. So, that, yeah, that's a pretty good. And it's not like it was slouchy defenses either. You know, you got Buffalo, Jacksonville, and Tennessee in there who are, you know, playing pretty tough defenses. So, <clears throat> I don't think you can go wrong with that. I like that as a uh, tournament play. Yeah, I'm feeling pretty good about that. So um, let's go ahead and move on to running back and uh, see what you what what do you like here. Well, I'm I'm gonna keep riding that wave here, and this guy came out of nowhere last week. And uh, I think a lot of it had to do because of his chemistry with Lamar Jackson. Uh, so I'm going to stick it, and I'm going to try to get uh, Gus Edwards to go. Uh, he went off 17 carries, 115 yards, and a touchdown last week. Um, I think he had a two-point conversion. This guy, I mean, like I said, I don't know, you know, was he on the practice squad beforehand or, or what happened, but he just blew up, and uh, I was – I was curious to see is if Flacco played what they did with Edwards. And I, I haven't seen any confirmation on whether or not he's going to you know, take on the same role or not. But, if, again, his from practicing with Jackson and getting his reps with Jackson, I think they're going to kind of use him a little bit more. He looked like a nice, powerful back. Then it, <clears throat> excuse me, at 4,400 uh, gives me a little bit more breathing room uh, to maybe go up to a, a little bit higher receiver or get two other high-priced backs. So I'm going to go all in with this Ravens game this week. It's interesting. I, I know he's he's going to be pretty cheap, and uh, he did break out. I think Harbaugh's looking for something because I, I've got I to imagine the Ravens' or organization is kind of not completely thrilled with the results they've had the past couple of years. So um, Lamar Jackson, I know they drafted him probably not thinking they were going to play him this early, but um, he is a dynamic player and, and anybody that's going to be the featured running back alongside him is going to, uh, is going to fare well. I, I worry a little bit about uh, Alex Collins, but even in a, at the price, 
point in a shared role, you could expect that Edwards should be able to pay off value. So I don't, not hating that play. Well, and Collins is questionable. You know, he did he did do a full practice today, but they still got him listed as questionable. So, uh, you know, he was Collins was out snapped seventeen to eight last week. So if I'm playing him, I'm hoping the same thing happens again. Sure, sure. Well, um, the guy I've been looking at this week, um, I'm not sure if I'm going to put him in cash. I might just because he's a little cheaper than the the high high price guys. But uh, Nick Chubb. Uh, for Cleveland at Cincinnati, the uh, huge action revenge game. <laughs> we'll see how that plays out, but uh, I think Nick Chubb might want to prove Hugh Jackson wrong because Hugh wasn't using him <laughs> when when he was there. Uh, Chubb is uh, going up against Cincinnati defense. It's the third worst in the NFL, giving uh, up 33.4 DraftKings points a game to running backs um, in a draft class that features the likes of Royce Freeman, Kerryon Johnson, Saquon Barkley, to name a few. Nick Chubb is averaging the most yards after contact per attempt uh, at 5.28 yards after contact. This guy is... He's set... I think to break out and uh, possibly get himself in the talks as a first round season long draft pick next year. Uh, And, and the matchup is sweet against Cincinnati. So Nick Chubb, I think 6,300, you're not going to get somebody who's got this much talent and opportunity uh, in in such a good matchup at, at that price point. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more in this spot. Um, <laughs> they were on their bye last week, too, which so it just gives them that much, right? They were on their bye, there. yeah. Mm-hmm. So it it gives them that much more time to play with. Uh, the perfect storm situation for him, you know, where his head coach who didn't seem to want to use him, his offensive coordinator who didn't seem to want to use him, they're gone. He gets his... His new offense coordinator is his running backs coach. So that's what he knows. Since that time, he was, he had uh, 18, 18, 22, and 20 rushing attempts. Whereas prior to that, in all the rest of his games, he had a total of 16 attempts. So they're giving him the love now, and he is just running with it running with it. His lowest yards uh, carrying is 65 yards in in one of those games. And that was against a tough Pittsburgh team in Pittsburgh. This guy's in a dream spot. He'll he'll be in a lineup or two for me. Definitely. Definitely. Sweet. So uh, moving right along here into the uh, wide receiver core, I, I was a little underwhelmed by what's out there um, matchup wise and price wise. So digging a little bit here myself. Um, who, who did you come up with JD? Uh, so there is some personal bias on this one because he is one of my dynasty pickups, uh, in both my dynasty leagues. Uh, I love this guy. Um, 
I'm going to go with Sterling Shepard of those New York Giants going into Philadelphia at 5,300. But here's just a little bit of your your stat line for you. Say, Traquan Smith had his blowout game last week against Philadelphia. Sterling Shepard last year in his two games in Philadelphia, uh, 29.3 fantasy points in DraftKings. And 33.9 points. And that was when that defense was really good. At this point in time, they've got, I mean, they're begging people out of the stands to come play corner for them. They're having receivers play cornerback in practice because that's how injured their corners are right now. That's just what their secondary looks like. Uh, I think he's in a great spot to go off this week because what little corner they have left is going to have to worry about Odell and Saquon. So uh, Shepard coming in at just over 5K, I think, is a great value this week. Yeah, interesting. I I hadn't really been considering him all that much just because he's kind of the third option in that offense now. Um, I'm, I'm curious, the two big games he had last year, do you know if, Odell Beckham was was in those games. Uh, I could not tell you off the top of my head right now. I could I could look that up you know, while we're uh, you know while we're talking about your guy next. But the uh, Odell came back what pretty late in the season last last year. The first game he there was no Odell, uh, but I would uh, wager fairly heavily that there was Odell in the second one. Yeah, I, could be wrong. I, I just wondered. a little fuzzy. I, I, I know it, it was asking a lot to have that right on the top of your um, head, but uh, that's my only concern. Is um, I, I do, I actually was looking at Odell Beckham, you know, because of the situation with the Philadelphia cornerbacks. They just they they don't have anybody. So I actually, yeah, Odell. Odell did play in the first game. I had it backwards. He played in the first game early in the year and then didn't play in the second game. Yeah, I might uh, I, I might even consider stacking uh, little Eli with, with both of his receivers in, in some spots. Um, but, yeah, I don't hate that play. Philly is struggling, like you said. Uh, Traquan had a big week last week. Of course, uh, Sterling Shepard doesn't have Drew Brees throwing him the ball. That's that's one of the things that's uh, <laughs> that, that's holding those receivers back a little bit for New York. But it, all in all, it's it's definitely within the realm of of possibilities. So um, the guy I'm kind of looking at, and it's kind of just to. Uh, Pile on the Baltimore love this week is uh, Willie Sneed. Um, <clears throat> Willie Sneed is going up against an Oakland team that's 29th DVOA. Um, they're 32nd against the pass. <laughs> the uh, per Pro Football Focus, Sneed has the sixth best wide receiver cornerback matchup with a 29% advantage um, at 4,400. 
when you're trying to fit some some of the higher price guys in, you got to find some value. And I think you said Jackson only threw the ball 18 times last week, uh, but half of those targets went to Willie Sneed. And, and so he's a possession receiver, inside guy. He's not going to take a whole lot. If, if he gets like um, seven catches for 50 yards, seven, you know, pops one in the end zone, he's really, really going to exceed value. I, I think this is a week that, that he could see the end zone. I know he hasn't found it much this year at all. But uh, this is this is a pretty good spot for for him, and and at that price, I don't see a lot that's going to have that kind of opportunity. Yeah, it it's hard to say. Don't play just about anybody that's going against Oakland at this point in time. It, it's a lot like how uh, when you're talking about defense, whoever's going against Buffalo. That's that's who you want to play. It, it's kind of that same theory here when you're talking about your offensive players, because uh, Oakland hasn't been able to stop anybody. So, uh, he's a low pro, he's a low priced guy, uh, and he got a lot of targets last week. So, uh, as I think we are with Jackson and with Edwards as well. So, what are you looking at uh, tight end here? For me, tight end. Um, I'm looking at George Kittle, Kittles and bits, as I like to call him. Uh, he's, he's kind of, I don't know if he's on the verge or if he's already there, he's in that breakout role, um, as one of the stud tight ends. And when, uh, I don't know about you, but this year has been pretty underwhelming from a tight end perspective. You've had Kelsey killing it most of the year. Ertz also killing it. Gronk has kind of disappeared. And and behind that, we got Kittle and not a whole lot else. Ebron, Ebron's had a few, like, blow-up games, but he's not consistent. He's not even playing half the snaps now that uh, Dallas. Dallas Clark? It's not Dallas Clark. Who's the, the other guy in Indianapolis? Anyway, um... George Kittle is—he's a stud. He's—he's uh, become the security blanket for whoever's playing quarterback in San Francisco, and it just so happens right now it's Nick Mullins. Uh, he's playing a bottom three defense. Actually, Tampa Bay is the second worst versus the tight end so far this year, and uh, the last two games Kittle has had 23.8 and 17.3 points with Mullins as his quarterback. Uh, at 6,200, you're paying up. I don't know if you get that, if you can pay up in cash and get all the other guys you want, but I don't think it's going to be bad money spent if you do. Yeah, it's hard to, to argue with that play and what his output has been, especially with Mullins uh, slinging the rock there. What's funny is his his lowest target day in his last, well, almost, well, no, this year. Uh, he's had two games with only four targets. But his last in his last four games, that game with four targets, he went for 100 yards and a touchdown. You're not going to complain about that by any means whatsoever because you know, you're hitting that 100-yard bonus. you got a touchdown. You're getting four points for a reception. 
that's a pretty good little day. That's a 20 point day. Um, you're just, you know, you're, you're paying up. So anytime you're paying up a tight end, you're, you're going to have to pay down somewhere else. But as we've talked about before, there are certain tight ends that it's like having a fourth receiver or, uh, you know, a fifth receiver, depending on what you do with your flex. So, well, and, right. yeah, this guy is, uh, no, he's the number one receiver on, on San Francisco. So, um, he's, he's getting all that usage. It's, uh, and it's pretty juicy matchup too, so I, I I really like this one. Yeah, the 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 only question you ever have in those situations are they are going as coast to coast as you can get essentially. So uh, if they're playing a little bit tougher of a defense, I I think I might take a little bit more pause, but I think you have a hard time not playing him this week. For sure, for sure. Um. Yeah. Well, uh, who who did you uh, grind out here for tight end position? I'm gonna take the other side of that game, uh, and I'm gonna go with Cameron Bright for uh, Tampa Bay. Uh, so I I went full opposite here. You went George Kittle against Tampa for 63. I'm gonna take Cameron Bright against San Francisco for 36. So I, I went the total total polar opposite there for you. Uh, so Cameron Bright signed himself a deal in the offseason. He had himself a really good year last year. Uh, but with the addition of O.J. Howard and him coming on real strong, uh, he's he's kind of fallen off a little bit and hasn't been used that much. Uh, but now there's no O.J. Howard. He's on IR. So uh, I suspect this game may score, may score some points. Uh, I think it, it's the highest, I think. Yeah, 53 and a half. Yeah, so uh, there are going to be some points scored, and there's going to be a lot of love to go around. And when you're trying to worry about Mike Evans, Deshaun Jackson, um, who else are they throwing the ball to? Adam Humphreys, Chris Godwin. Uh, you know, he can be forgotten in the mix a little bit as far as a defensive standpoint. But uh, who's who's even starting this week? Jameis is starting this week, right? You know, in the in the quarterback carousel that is Tampa Bay, uh, Jameis does like himself some Cameron Brait. Uh, he's reliable. He's got a pretty good catch percentage. So at 3,600 again, when I know he's probably going to go three to five targets, uh, I like my odds of getting my value back. Well, and you know that Tampa likes to turn the ball over, so and they and they give up points, so they got to keep throwing. Uh, I know, yeah, Jameis really has kind of favored Brady even over Howard when Howard was in there. And even at, at that, um, even if, if Winston ends up getting benched, it's like whoever comes in, uh, <laughs> the backup usually has been coming in a, in a lot of these games and kind of throwing up off. They, they should they should almost devise a game plan where they play one quarterback the first half and the other quarterback the second half. And they, if they just go into the week. <laughs> Who like, says they're not doing that already? Well, and maybe, just... <laughs> maybe that's what they're doing, but uh, – uh, they're not winning games, so I don't know. It's it. Regardless, they're throwing the ball all over the field. Camera break at at that price doesn't even have to uh, get a whole lot to uh, to pay off value. So I'm not I'm not hating on that. Um, one guy I talk about here before we wrap things up: uh, Chalkbuster play. 
for me this week, uh, I'm going to say that Christian McCaffrey is going to be a chalkbuster. He's, uh, what do they got? They got Seattle, I think. And it looks like Devin Funches is not going to play, which tells me that Seattle is going to be able to really key in on, on McCaffrey. Uh, and I'm not saying that he's not going to get you 15 points, but when he's priced up at like 7,900, 15 points ain't going to get it. Uh, I think that Seattle is going to try to make Cam beat him, beat him with the arm and hit the DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel a little bit more. And that's why I think that McCaffrey may be a chalkbuster this week. Yeah, I can't really argue with that play. Um, I'm not going to call this a chalk buster, uh, but we've talked about it before when you get those marquee guys at really low prices. Uh, Gronkowski this week is 5,100, so it might be tempting, and it looks like he's going to play. It, it might be tempting for some people to be like, okay, I'm going to play him. It's you know, it's his lowest price spot, you know, uh, We'll see what he does. <laughs> I think I think even if he plays, he's going to have a bad week. Um, the Jets give up the second fewest points to tight ends. Jamal Adams is no joke. So even at 5,100, I'm staying as far away from Gronk as I can. Yeah, I, I'm going to give up uh, touting Gronk on this podcast for the remainder of this year. I'm just going to abstain even... It, I I don't know. I'm I'm not gonna pick the right way. I pick him. He doesn't play. I pick him. He he doesn't do anything. It, it's he. I think he's in the top five of most disappointing players from a fantasy standpoint this year. Uh, I mean, Le'Veon Bell is is got to be the number one. There, there's a couple other guys out here that that have been pretty disappointing too, but. Gronk really at his draft position and the price that he was every week. I say his price goes down. I say, Oh, he's you can't imagine that you're going to get him for this price. Cause he was a perennial seven K plus guy, but, and now he's all the way down to 5,100. So yeah, I know what his talent is. I've seen what he can do, but geez, he hasn't come close to anything doing it this year. So um, it's probably the week I fade him too, and you know. <laughs> well, there it is. So when we both recommend him, he just he's inactive. So we've both said don't play him, which means he's he's going for thirty this week. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me. It would never surprise me if Gronk went for thirty. But yeah, I just don't know what it is. It sure it certainly helps Tom Brady out though. His splits with and without are pretty pretty distinct so uh, another guy who hasn't had the greatest of years but you know i digress so uh it's been a little bit of a shorter podcast but we already did one this week and uh it's it's a holiday week so we we still wanted to get you some content like like anything keep keep looking at your news feeds and and um trying to see what kind of late news is going to break as far as injuries concerned. Uh, These guys we talked about 
uh, here on Friday night are looking like good plays, but you know you never know when somebody else is going to pop up due to late news as a better value. But that being said, uh, JD, why don't you tell folks where they can find you? Yeah, find me in those usual spots at JD West twenty two Twitter and Instagram. Sweet. And I can be found on Twitter at Justin M. West, on Instagram, JMW1977. You can find the show on Twitter at Another Bad Call. Also on Facebook and Instagram, Another Bad Call. Email us, anotherbadcall at gmail.com. And check out our website, anotherbadcall.com. Here's uh, one thing I wanted to preview. JD and I got a little, some special... uh, treat kind of we're working on here headed into the holiday season so stay tuned there just may be some swag out here in the future so uh keep you you gotta you gotta leave those those ratings and reviews though if you're not leaving the reviews the the swag's gonna be tough to come by absolutely absolutely that's that's the thing we we want we want your interaction tweet at us hit us up on instagram Go to the iTunes and give us the ratings and reviews. That's how we can grow the show. Uh, we really enjoy doing this show, and we just want more people to be able to get involved. So um, word of mouth is, is how it's going to happen. Uh, we appreciate those of you who are our loyal core of listeners. Uh, it really does mean a whole heck of a lot to us. So with that being said, for JD, I'm Justin. Keep on listening so we can help you avoid making another bad call.